Well, open your Bibles, if you would, to Exodus chapter 39. Exodus chapter 39. We began this series on November 22nd, 2020. So we are just a couple of weeks shy of three years in this book. Tonight, Lord willing, is our next to last sermon with a brief look next time at the final paragraph of the book. Exodus 39, verse 32. Thus, all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished, and the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So they did. And they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent and all its furnishings, its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars and its sockets, the covering of ram skins dyed red, the covering of badger skins and the veil of the covering, the Ark of the Testimony with its poles and the mercy seat, the table, all its utensils, and the showbread, the pure lampstand with its lamps, the lamps set in order, all its utensils, and the oil for light, the gold altar, the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, the screen for the tabernacle door, the bronze altar, its grate of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the laver with its base, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its sockets, the screen for the court gate, its cords and its pegs, all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle, for the tent of meeting, and the garments of ministry to minister in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and his son's garments to minister as priests. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Then Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it, as the Lord had commanded them, just so they had done it. And Moses blessed them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put in it the ark of the testimony and partition off the ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table and arrange the things that are to be set in order on it. You shall bring in the lampstand and light its lamps. And you shall also set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony and put up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. Then you shall set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. And you shall set the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water in it. You shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen at the court gate. And you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it. You shall hallow it and all its utensils and it shall be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its utensils and sanctify the altar. The altar shall be most holy. And you shall anoint the laver in its base and sanctify it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tabernacle of meeting and wash them with water. You shall put the holy garments on Aaron and anoint him and sanctify him, that he may minister to me as priest. You shall bring his sons and clothe them with tunics. You shall anoint them as you anointed their father, that they may minister to me as priests. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Thus Moses did, according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark, inserted the poles through the rings of the ark, and put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung up the veil of the covering, and partitioned off the ark of the testimony, as the Lord had commanded Moses. 
He put the table in the tabernacle of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle outside the veil. And he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the lampstand in the tabernacle of meeting across from the table on the south side of the tabernacle. And he lit the lamps before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the gold altar in the tabernacle of meeting in front of the veil, and he burned sweet incense on it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He hung up the screen at the door of the tabernacle, and he put the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered upon it the burnt offering and the grain offering, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and put water there for washing. And Moses, Aaron, and his sons washed their hands and their feet with water from it. When they went into the tabernacle of meeting, and when they came near the altar, they washed, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar, and hung up the screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Let's pray. Father, in the details, help us to see your worship. Your son is the temple builder. The mediator is the one who inspects and passes and sets up all of this, this whole tabernacle and all its furniture. Thank you, Lord, that the mediator does exactly what you want. Help us to imitate him. Follow him in worshiping you and in making worship the defining feature of our year. Lord, give us the grace to understand your word to us in Exodus tonight. Help me to speak powerfully and accurately with demonstration of your spirit. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, the items in the tabernacle are listed about three more times in the passage that we just read. And of course, they were listed over and over in the passage before that, that we looked at uh, or skipped over, hit the highlights of last Sunday. Obviously, the tabernacle and its furniture is incredibly important to the narrator. He says it over and over and over and over again to get the message across. This is how God dwelt with his people. This is where he lived. This is what he did. And as I hope you notice, the mediator is at the heart of inspecting and erecting the tabernacle. Moses' role is preeminent. He is mentioned over and over and over as the one who inspects, as the one who passes the inspection or gives, uh, uh, says that the tabernacle is complete and it can be erected. He's the one who passes on all of the details from God about how to set it up, when to set it up, how to... And he is the one then, according to the text, that actually does the work of setting it all up. Moses is portrayed as the preeminent temple builder. Bezalel, Aholiab, the gifted artisans, the craftsmen, they've all disappeared in our text tonight. They bring it to Moses in chapter 20, 39, verse 33. They brought it all. Moses says, it's good. He blesses them. And then in chapter 40, it's all Moses doing everything for this work. 
The tabernacle passed the mediator's inspection and was assembled on the first day of the second year after Israel came out of Egypt, teaching us that the mediator builds the church, the mediator inspects the church, the mediator blesses the church. We'll see the final inspection and the first assembly, and then we'll talk about a couple of points of application. The inspection concludes chapter 32. Notice, again, the structure here in which everything relating to the work is mentioned twice. So verse 32 says two times that the tabernacle was completed. Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. So it says, once that the tent is finished, twice that it was done according to God's instructions through Moses. Clearly, right, God's instruction through Moses is extraordinarily important. And then at the end of the passage, we see that repeated. Verse 42, according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did. They did nothing aside from what Moses told them to do, and they did everything that Moses did tell them to do. And then verse 43 similarly repeats, Moses looked over all the work, and indeed they had done it as the Lord had commanded, just so they had done it. So we're told twice in verse 43, Israel built exactly to spec everything that God wanted made. And in case you missed it in the first half of the verse, it's repeated in the second half to make it abundantly, overwhelmingly clear Israel did this. This is also why instead of saying uh, verse 32, thus all the work was finished, they brought the tabernacle to Moses, and then cutting to verse 43, Moses looked at it and they did it. The narrator tells us again, here's what they did. Let me tell you in detail exactly every piece that is relevant to this. We spoke last week about the checklist. The checked off checklist is what makes air travel so safe. And the narrator clearly is saying, I want to present the checklist once again and tell you, yes, every single part and piece of the tabernacle that God wanted, it was here, it was present, it was inspected, and the mediator inspected and passed it. And then, lest you missed it, the mediator passed it when he inspected it. We are told this over and over because if there's anything more important than making sure the wings don't fall off, it is making sure that God is worshipped rightly. Israel did what God wanted. They built exactly what he wanted, exactly how he wanted, and they did it in unreserved submission to the mediator. Thus, we're told over and over, not as the Lord commanded Israel, but as the Lord commanded Moses. They did what the mediator told them to do. What's the lesson for us? Trust the mediator. Do what Jesus Christ tells you to do. Don't inquire whether God is somehow more or different than what you see in Christ. He isn't. Yes, 
The Father is Father and the Son is Son. But aside from that personal property, the Son is exactly like His Father. The people were not to say, Moses, are you sure this is how the tabernacle is supposed to be? Is there something God wants that you're not telling us about? That you're holding out on us? What would Moses' response be? No, I told you exactly everything that he wants. To do what I tell you is to do what God tells you. And the text repeats that umpteen times to make it clear. Listen to the mediator. What he says is the totality of God's word to you. And thus, we can say this is not just a list here at the end of chapter 39. It's loaded with theological freight. The mediator relayed God's instruction. The children of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses. That means that Moses told them, here's what God wants, here's how to do it. Moses led them in this task of temple building. What a blessing to have an accurate and faithful mediator who hears from God and says it to you in a way you can understand. Not only does Moses relay God's instructions, he inspects and passes the work on God's behalf. Imagine the terror of having the Almighty himself come down in person to inspect your work. He doesn't do that. He sends a man, he sends Moses. Moses looked over all the work, and it is exactly what it was supposed to be. So when Moses saw that, Moses blessed them. Just as we saw this morning in Haggai and Zechariah, so we see it again. The path to blessing lies along the way of obedience, particularly along the path of building the place of God's worship. Moses saw that they had done it. Moses blessed them. He put God's blessing on them when he saw that they had done the work of temple building, of assembling all of these things for God to dwell with them. So how do we seek blessing? We should do it by listening to the mediator, working alongside him to build his dwelling place, and then accepting his blessing when he inspects what we've done. Well then, that was the final inspection. The tabernacle passed inspection. Quality control said everything was good. This is exactly what God wanted. And thus, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, set it up. Build the tent. Do it on January 1st. On the first day of the first month of the year. Why does God want it set up on the first day of the year. First assembly on the first day of the first month. Well, it, the text doesn't tell us why God had it done on the first day of the first month. We'll talk about that in a moment, but let's talk about what is here. The tabernacle is built in a certain order. You shall start with the ark, right? Set up the tabernacle, you shall put in it the ark and partition off the ark with the veil. Erecting the tabernacle, the instructions start with the ark because the ark is what allows God to dwell with his people. The ark of the covenant 
has the mercy seat where the blood of atonement is put on the day of atonement that cleanses the people, cleanses the high priest, and takes away their sin, thus allowing God to continue to dwell with them. The first thing God wants in his house is this piece of furniture that allows his people's sins to be taken away. Wow. Right? The first thing he asks for is not something for himself, his own delight. The first thing he says is the thing that allows us to dwell with him. The tabernacle is ordered so God can dwell with his people. The furniture is not to be arranged according to the taste of the high priest or according to the desires of the craftsman. God wants the furniture in his house a certain way. That makes sense. It's his house. And thus, when he says, put the table here and the lampstand here, don't argue with him. The whole arrangement of the furniture is to allow God to dwell with his people. We've talked about that. The way the light shone on the table of the bread of the presence, the way the altar and the laver are in front of the door, all of this. The tabernacle was anointed for holiness. Verses 9, 10, and 11. Take the anointing oil, anoint the tabernacle, and all that is in it. In that sense, the tabernacle is the anointed one. Not an anointed person, but an anointed institution. An institution that did for Israel what Jesus does for us today. The tabernacle was a vehicle for Emmanuel, for God to dwell with his people. And the tabernacle was to be serviced by anointed priests. Thus we're told how Moses was to take Aaron and his sons, wash them, put the holy garments on them, and make them priests who were fit to officiate in the tabernacle. Thus Moses did, according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. So that's the first mention, and then that phrase is a refrain in the rest of the chapter that appears, of course, seven times, telling us the number of perfection that Moses perfectly did everything that the Lord commanded him. The text describes to Moses personally the setting up of the tabernacle. Every item is described as Moses taking it and doing it. He fastened its sockets. He set up its boards. He put in its bars. He raised up its pillars. He spread out the tent. He took the ark of the testimony and put it into, or he took the testimony and put it into the ark and he put the mercy seat on top of the ark Moses did it all, and he did it exactly as God required, as the Lord had commanded Moses. So the mediator builds the tabernacle, and when it's built, the priests wash to prepare to enter God's presence. Moses, Aaron, and his sons wash their hands and feet with the laver. Whenever they came near the altar, they washed, as the Lord had commanded Moses. So the historical meaning is clear. This is the payoff. This is the moment. They came out of Egypt. Let my people go that they may serve me, God said. Now the tabernacle is here. They have a place to serve God in Levitical worship. They're going to use this tabernacle through the rest of, well, up to the time of Solomon, who replaced it with a temple, This is how God will dwell with his people, and this is how his people will serve him. So the historical meaning 
is that in the desert of Sinai, one year to the day after God announced this is the beginning of months, this is the month of Exodus, you will go out in two weeks. One year to the day after that, Moses erected the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai. The theological meaning is also clear. God dwells with his people through the mediator's work. The mediator brings the instructions for the tabernacle, guides the construction, passes everything that's built, and then personally builds the temple. What else can we see here? What do we make, again, why the first day of the first month? Well, your years are defined by God's salvation and dwelling place. That's what setting up the temple on the first day of the year is a reference to. The Exodus begins Israel's year. If you go back to Exodus 12, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. So Israel's calendar begins with the Exodus. When God brought them out of Egypt, that is when their national existence begins. The calendar is forever after oriented around departure from Egypt. So the Exodus begins Israel's year. The tabernacle begins Israel's second year. And Jesus' birth rightly defines our years. There's a reason that Christians count from the birth of Christ and say this year is the 2023rd year since the birth of Christ. That is when time began for us. We don't count from the beginning of the world, from the founding of Rome, from the reign of George Washington as President of the United States, or anything like that. We count from the coming of the Son of God. That's very appropriate. Don't let your years be defined by other things, especially not by sin. <coughs> Don't let the politicians tell you that the other party's disastrous policies are the defining feature of the year. Don't let, your, don't let your boss tell you that the number of years till retirement is the defining feature of this year. Even the birth of your own children, right, as, as important as that is, that's not the defining feature of the year. The most important thing each year is that this year belongs to God. Your children or lack thereof, your country, your salary, your spouse, all of these find their proper place in subordination to God and his work of saving and dwelling. The tabernacle was erected on January 1st, as we would call it, to show us that the whole year is dominated by the tabernacle. God's presence with Israel is the most significant thing to happen in the second year after the Exodus. And the continued residence of God with his people is also more important than anything else, than any piece of news, than any piece of hype, building the church took place on the first day of the second year to say, Israel, this is what life is about. This is why you came out of Egypt. Your year, this year, and every year is about worshiping God. The second thing we can take away 
is right at the end. Moses, Aaron, and his sons washed before they went into the tabernacle. A priest has to wash before coming into God's presence. You're a priest, and therefore you should be washed from your sin. If you are washed, right, praise the Lord, you're fit to come into his presence. Remember your baptism, improve your baptism. God put his seal of clean on you and said, you are cleansed, you can come into my house. He cleanses us once for all. We build God's dwelling place by obeying the mediator as well. All of us who are already baptized need to build God's house by obeying the mediator whom he sent. That's how Israel built the tabernacle. They did what Moses told them. And we will build the church when we do what Jesus tells us. When we do the work of investing in and building up our fellow saints, Christ will bless us. Right? The attention to detail that Moses showed is impressive. It is exactly what God wanted. As we said last week, the attention to detail that Christ shows is even greater and more perfect. He will not fail in building the church. And He will not neglect to bless you when you build the church. Make this year about dwelling with God. Amen. Father, we thank You that You brought us out of Egypt so that we could serve You. We thank You that Moses erected the tabernacle. And we thank You that Your Son is building His church and hell's gates will not and cannot prevail against it. Give us the grace to submit unreservedly to the Mediator, to seek to build with Him, to submit to being living stones, let us help us to let him place us exactly where we ought to be in this great edifice that he is building. We pray this, Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son, our Lord. Amen.